It was 1900. I was extremely nervous, so nervous I could barely stand without being weak in my knees. Even though I could not see it, I could feel everyone's eyes on me. I could feel the vibrations of others walking past me. I could smell the autumn air and felt the crunch of the leaves on the ground. The gust of wind of everyone rushing past sent chills up my back. It was time. It was time I began the end of my education. I could feel the doors opening and felt as though I was being sucked into a black hole. Maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I should just turn back and stay in the comfort of my own home. No. Something inside of me told me to keep going no matter how scary it seemed. To walk through those doors. I entered. I could feel my mother stroke my arms to signal that it was going to be okay. I felt like a fish out of water. I do not belong here. Why am I here? What are the others thinking when they see me? They're probably wondering how I even got into the school. No. No matter how worried I was, I proceeded. I felt me walking, but I could not control my body. It was like I was a robot programmed to keep going forward. Well, it had been done. I had officially started my dream of going to college at Radcliffe. I was finally going to pursue my dream of getting a fine arts degree. I hope I do well. That was my whole entire life, being both blind and deaf. I just kept going, kept moving forward, even though I could easily give up. If you ask me why I kept going, I honestly couldn't answer that question myself. Frankly, I don't even know why. I guess I just didn't like the thought of giving up. I was born on June 27, 1880, a healthy, normal child, until around 19 months later when my life changed forever. I got sick with something nobody knew. I now believe it was either scarlet fever or meningitis. It left me both blind and deaf, and that's when my story began. I lived in what I like to call a foggy sea. Despite what my health had in store for me, through my life I still aspired to learn and enhance my knowledge. Even though it wasn't easy, I learned how to communicate by having an object brought to me then having the words spelled out on my hand with finger motions. It was hard most times, and I became frustrated that I couldn't do it correctly right away, but I kept going, and it paid off. Eventually, I went to college at Radcliffe College of Harvard University, where we are now. After the first few weeks of college went by, I seemed to enjoy it. I learned so many things. How to speak, how to tell what people were saying by touching their mouth while they spoke. I even learned how to speak myself. And I gave speeches all the time, which was a huge accomplishment. I gave my speeches and lectures on different aspects of my own life, which frankly kind of helped me process my emotions and helped me figure out my thoughts. That's when I met William Jerusalem, who apparently discovered my literary talent. At first, I thought he was crazy. I mean, me? Being a talented writer? It was never something I imagined pursuing, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized it was something that I would enjoy very much. So I took college very seriously, studied hard, and passed with flying colors. 
I was the first blind and deaf person to earn a bachelor arts degree. From then on, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to write. At first, I didn't know particularly what I wanted to write about, but then it hit me. I would just write about my life. I would write about all my struggles, all my accomplishments, and everyone in my life. I was thrilled. I could never put my pencil down. I wrote a total of 12 published books. Some of my favorite were My Religion, where I talked about how God was introduced to me and how I had a spiritual connection to Him. The Light in the Darkness, which is about my teacher teaching me and guiding me through everything. And of course, the story of my life, which just talks about me and my life as a blind and deaf person and what it's like to be me. All the books signified what my life was like and how each moment helped me through it. Over all my years of what many people would call a miracle or astonishing, what I valued most was the accomplishments of it all. Not just the books I wrote, not just the things I particularly did, but the little things, seemingly impossible, that only persistence can overcome.